fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. Hey, what's up? Great to have you along for the ride today for a pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. We are ready to carpe diem all over this place, baby. That's what we do, especially with the light at the end of the tunnel coming up on a Thursday today. Welcome and broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the place, multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. However, however, you watch or listen to the program, always great to have you along for the ride. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show lined up today. Holy cow, we have a lot to cram into the one-hour program. Bottom of the hour, we have Janice Davis. She is a former mayor for Troy, Michigan, and we'll chat with her. She's also a member of the John Burchett Society and a contributor to the New American Magazine, which we love having those guys on the show. We'll have her on in just a little bit. She's going to be talking about the Nord Stream Pipeline. The investigation, obviously after the news that it blew up, we didn't hear a word after that. And the Biden administration has all but acknowledged the fact that they're the ones that contributed to uh, the blowing up of said pipeline. So we'll get the latest on that investigation. Where are we at since the mainstream media is not going to tell you about that one. So uh, big conversation coming up here in just a little bit. Before we get into our major topic of the day, though, I got to give you kind of an update on what's going on. Yesterday, we told the story briefly regarding the swatting calls uh, uh, regarding active shooter scenarios at different public schools across the state of Kansas right here where I hail from. And as we did our investigations yesterday, we found out this has been an ongoing and yes, I will call it a pandemic. I would also say it's a declaration of emergency for how devastating these are. Uh, putting the lives of children and teachers and administrators and staff and faculty and members of the community at danger by the potential concern or warning or threat of a active shooter scenario at public schools. Obviously, probably one of the most disastrous things that can happen is when you have a school shooting and those happen more frequently than what they need to be. The threat of one or the calling of one to local law enforcement just adds to that craziness as well. And as we dove a little bit deeper into this scenario, we found out how frequently these have been happening. Just last week, Colorado had about 16 of the calls themselves. Here in Kansas yesterday, we had at least 12. I thought it was seven. It actually got bumped up to 12 by the end of the day, which I was not aware of. Uh, we've had the states of Oklahoma. We've had Ohio. We've had Georgia. We've had North Carolina and South Carolina. We've had majority of all the states that have received these phone calls. The weird part is, and I've been able to listen to some of the phone calls that were made to local law enforcement that they released to the public, that was someone of a very thick accent, whatever, wherever it may be. And according to law enforcement, these calls are coming in through a Google number, so they cannot be traced. They're just an Internet number being injected in. The weird part is how the number is somehow getting to the local law enforcement agency because they think it's overseas. They don't know where but they think they're overseas, but yet somehow the overseas number is able to tap into a local, because usually when you call the FBI or call 911, the 911 goes to the local 911 that you're registered in based on where the tower is pinging you, so that way the local law enforcement in your area are the ones that can actually respond to you. So it's weird how they're able to get to the local 
law enforcement with some of these cases. So I sat down and I chatted with our attorney general here in the state of Kansas, where I hail from. I'm going to air that on my local program coming up on Saturday morning. And we talked with him about it. But he did mention one thing that kind of perked my ear up, as I said, because of this going on across the nation. Is there any investigation from the FBI at the federal level and other federal agencies on where these are coming from on how to stop this? Because I deem these, uh, whoever's doing this, whether it's a gag, whether it's timing out our law enforcement response, whether it's a distraction to do something uh, dangerous later, whether it's planning a mass school shooting scenario, whatever the scenario is that's going on here, which God forbid, whatever that may be, we need to figure it out. And I deem these individuals, whoever may be doing it, as terrorists domestic terrorists or foreign, I don't know, nor do I care. They need to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. And his response was, was yes, the FBI is getting close to finding this out, but he cannot release much more information as the investigation is still ongoing. So that's good news. At the same time, a little bit frustrating for us on the home front here trying to figure out what the hell's going on. The reason I bring it up today is because just this morning after our incident here in Kansas with 12 different schools getting the call first thing in the morning yesterday, uh, the headlines today is that the state of Nebraska ended up receiving these same calls in multiple different public schools across the state of Nebraska just this morning. So back-to-back days, just a few days ago, less than a week ago, we saw it in Colorado, now Kansas, and now Nebraska going on today. So our thoughts and prayers, and luckily, law enforcement starting to recognize the fact that these are recorded calls and that these are into, uh, I mean, Nebraska being a small ish state population wise, they said that they were easily able to detect the fact that they were most likely swatting uh, calls that were not legitimate active shooter scenarios, because apparently, according to one law enforcement agency in Nebraska, they said that the law enforcement that answered the call, uh, they said that the recording was an in individual claiming to be a teacher in a certain room number at the school the being the small community that it is law enforcement knew that there was no teacher there by that name nor uh, also knew that that room number did not match any room number that was there at the school as well so whoever's doing this apparently didn't do enough uh research on the school that they were making the call to so at least we're able to find this out thank god and i repeat that thank god that no one has been shot or injured in these scenarios of an accidental shooting for those that don't know, the swatting incident, for those that don't know what swatting is, making a phone call and making a false report to go to somebody else's place, whether it's a public venue or a public or a home, personal home, and saying that something bad is happening, a hostage situation, a public shooting, whatever it may be, and claiming that falsely for law enforcement to show up. And thank God that law enforcement so far has been able to catch on to this and that no one has been injured in these really emotionally intense situations where we have these swatting calls being made. So we'll stay on top of that. We're going to make that a priority number one here on the show to stay on top and try to investigate what the hell's going on because they need to stop. As someone who has actually been through a public high school shooting when I was my senior year and actually lived through that, I don't wish that upon anybody. Even law enforcement just showing up prepared for that type of scenario is very traumatizing for children. And we need to make sure that we end this and uh, end it pretty quickly. So that's what I have to say about that. With that being said, let's move into our latest and what's trending for the day today for a pre-Friday. Let's do it. What's trending today? All right, so here we go. We have Washington, D.C. with a Senate committee that has unanimously passed a bill trying to declassify intelligence regarding COVID-19 and the origins of the virus. Oh, my, Dr. Fauci squirming in his not-so-warm seat with the NIH any longer. (laughs) 
There was a, uh, a Senator Roger Marshall, who actually our senator here in Kansas, where I hail from again. Uh, he leads one of these committees, and he's been investigating this since the very beginning. And he's had some roundabouts with Dr. Fauci a few different times on gain of function and the NIH and Dr. Fauci specifically that invested a lot of the gain of function in the Wuhan lab in China. Now, remember, the official statement from the White House and from the federal government during the pandemic and even now, when Joe Biden is trying to say, no, 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 we really don't know. Some of the evidence may lean towards that way, but we don't really know. That's the statement that we're getting from Karine Jean-Pierre, the secretary for the White House. While they're trying to still say that it was from like Ozzy Osbourne biting a bat in China and then spreading it through that way by buying it off a market, while they're trying to still defend that position, other individuals, including our of law enforcement and FBI here in the nation, are saying, yeah, That's really not the case, and we've actually been following this in a different manner all along. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab that killed millions of Americans, and that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed for. The Chinese government, seems to me, has been doing its best to try to thwart and obfuscate uh, the work here, the work that we're doing, the work that our U.S. government and and close foreign partners are doing, um, and that's unfortunate for everybody. It is quite unfortunate for everybody. That was the FBI director who sat down with Brian Kilmeade on Fox News. As they say, all along we've kind of had suspicions that it came out of this Wuhan lab. Now this is finally starting to become public. Now, we could have those on the other side of the aisle say, Andy, what does it matter? Remember the Hillary Clinton monage? At what point does it really matter? Who cares any longer? It's out. We're dealing with it. Shut up and get your vaccine. Get your booster shots and go about your life knowing that the government's on top of this. But for those of us that are skeptical about everything that comes out of the mouths of uh, politicians in Washington, D.C., and especially in administration's stance as a whole, we usually are skeptical about what they say. And that usually means when they say something, that it usually means something else. I mean, we literally had the federal government just weeks ago tell us that a child's drone or balloon or even a weather balloon that was our own from NOAA that got shot down by fighter jets out of the sky was an identif- unidentified flying object that it was not being um, uh, the aliens and ETs were not being ruled out of the scenarios here. If we don't know with our own technology what those things are as a balloon, as a weather balloon, and we can't rule out ETs in that situation, how the hell are we supposed to trust what they're saying about that or about the origins of COVID or where COVID came from with gain of function or even the solution for COVID, meaning we are being herded like a whole bunch of sheep or or cattle or hogs or whatever animal reference you want to use. We are being herded in the funnel with whatever direction they tell us based on what they released to us because they're not releasing all of the information and we are skeptical even during the trump administration although donald trump did a fantastic job doing what two three hour press conferences on a nightly basis talking about the updates of what's going on and we didn't have the information then or maybe they did and they didn't want to create public panic i don't really know but the biden administration has it now dr fauci has it now it's had enough time we have our 2020 hindsight we have our vision of what happened in the past now we know let's release it to the people Why they don't want to release that to the people is because it incriminates and criminalizes many that are within our very own government that had a part to do with this, especially with the gain of function. 
So the next question is, will we see any ramifications? Will we see any prosecution coming from the federal government if that seems to be the case? We already have a link between the NIH and Dr. Fauci and the Wuhan lab. We already have the proven money record and follow the money trail that shows gain-of-function investments. The reason it's important is because if that is true, what else are they lying about? They have to go out and get the virus vaccine. They have to go out and get the double jabs in the vaccine. When we've said many, many times, and I know this is controversial, if you want to go get your vaccine, go get your vaccine. I don't really care. I've openly said I have not gotten it. I have zero intention to get it because we know exactly what demographics this virus specifically targets, which is elderly individuals, immune-compromised individuals, and severely obese individuals because their immune system, specifically their lungs, cannot fight off the virus that attaches to their lungs. Coincidentally, as we've said many times before, vitamin D3, which is the vitamin that helps boost immunity for your lungs, specifically to fight issues like pneumonia, are deficient near 80% of Americans in the population. And I've even gotten our health director in my state of Kansas, Doctor, our former health director, he stepped down at, towards the end of the COVID stuff because he got so much heat for the way that he was handling issues. I got him to admit during a social media debate that, yes, we probably should have focused more on telling people to go take vitamin D3 and magnesium and zinc because those are the things that actually boost your immune system, specifically for your lungs, because of the deficiency that most people have to help fight viral issues that attack your lungs. We got him to admit that on social media as he tried to tell us that he was trying to promote that all along when we knew that wasn't the case because it was all shadow, wear the mask, be very scared, go get your vaccine and you'll be fine. That being said, as we distrust the government more and more every day, what can we do to do it on our own? We'll talk about that when we come back here. How can we make sure that we don't rely on their lack of information moving forward? This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We always love you to death and appreciate you very, very much. So we have the lack of information, lack of transparency coming out of the Biden administration for sure, saying just do what we tell you to do. And we're not going to tell you anymore. And then if we find news that contradicts what we've been telling you, then it's really probably a lie and just don't listen to it. It's hashtag fake news, which is what they try to tell you all the time, right? You are fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's what they go for. So the question is, when we don't trust them, what can we do for ourselves? And this is not to be preachy or to tell you how to live your life in any way, shape, or form. Do whatever the heck you want to do, because in the conservative libertarian flavor of me, I just don't really care. I really don't. I mean, good for you. I want you to be happy and joyous and prosperous and do whatever you do on your own, however you choose to do that, as long as you hold up the three pillars of conservatism, which is not intruding upon someone's life or their liberty or their private property. Outside of that, all the power to you, my friends, and go at it and let me watch you flourish across the world. But there are some concerning stats here that feed right into the concern that we had with COVID-19. Here's a headline from usnews.com. More than half of the world, not just America, but the more than half of the world population will be overweight or considered obese by the by the year of 2035. That's that's crazy. Now again, Andy, we like our fast food. Okay, cool. Again, no problem. Not to tell you what to not to do, but what demographic primarily was affected by the 
COVID-19 pandemic that were majoritively in the hospital and that had the most kind of health issues and couldn't kick the COVID-19 stuff was elderly individuals, immune-compromised individuals, and obese individuals. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Uh, Here's another one from thesun.com. Simple lifestyle hack. By changing your lifestyle and eating, just basically eating less food, you can actually extend your life by up to 15%. Just eating less. Now, for some of you that know, and you kind of laugh at me for this, I know, it's okay. I enjoy doing fasting, intermittent fasting. Now, when I say fasting, like I go six days at a time without eating. It's just straight tea and water. Why? Because clarity mentally, to be able to do a radio show, I feel way more clear. I feel way more creative. I feel like I'm in tune with how to be able to communicate properly on the radio uh, as well. I feel better, obviously, sitting in a radio studio 10, 12 hours a day. I don't get the most amount of exercise. So the way that I do that is not overloading my system with a massive amount of calories while I'm sitting here doing nothing, burning any of that off. I like to do fasting. Not telling you. You have to do a six- or seven-day fasting in any way, shape, or form because that can be extremely brutal on your body, especially if you have a much more active lifestyle. You need those calories to burn those off. But they say experts say slashing calorie intake slows the aging process and reduces the risk of early death in many individuals. They did a study on 145 individuals, told them to go on a diet, and what they found for those who cut calories were in better shape than the group of the 75 who ate whatever they wanted and whenever they wanted. That's common sense. It's just basic, and we've kind of lost that as well. Two reasons. Number one, because we live in a society where food's always accessible to us. We don't live in the Neanderthal times any longer where we're the hunter-gatherers and we only eat twice a week because we that was the only time we were able to get food. So it's more convenient for us. So obviously, whenever we have that hunger craving, we're going to go and eat. The second is we eat a heck of a lot more because food is so processed nowadays, especially in the United States, that we have to eat more of it to consume the same amount of calories of what we used to. Strawberries or fruit may be bigger, but when we genetically modify them to be bigger, there are less calories in them. Instead of the small punch, remember the small, you know, tiny things come in, or big things come in small packages, whatever, however that phrase goes. Big things come in small packages. The dynamite comes in the small package. Instead of Seeing the small thing that's condensed with a lot of calories, we have overgrown things to help feed the vast population that's ever growing, and then the calories are less, so we still just end up consuming more at the same time. Which, if we take these to heart, that would really solve a lot of the issues we see right now with global starvation, because we're wasting a lot of food. With the ongoing conflict with Russia and the Ukraine, where Ukraine is the breadbasket of Europe that can't produce a lot of food because of the ongoing war, and then there's a food shortage and everybody loses their minds. We could do a lot to do save ourselves and leave the government the hell out of the situation. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Making it happen the way we do every single day. By the way, real quickly as we shift away from the previous conversation, talking about ways we can take ourselves out of the picture from the control of the federal government telling us what to do, how to do it, when we just live our lives. There is one bit of concern for us, because again, live your life however you want to. That's the libertarian conservative in me. I really just don't care. But there is a cause for concern when we see the headline saying that 
the over half of the world, not just American, but the world population will be considered obese by the year of 2035. That's a cause for concern. Then we see this from the military times that many military servicemen and women aren't able to pass a lot of their physicals or get in shape because of what they're eating as well. Militarytimes.com, dip, Doritos, and drinking. Why the Army can't get in shape. Come on, man. Now, all right. Just throwing this out there. While we're concerned about a COVID-19 vaccination because of the lies from the federal government and whether we question that or not, uh, if we're going to question those, then we should be prepared to take things into our hands, which is like not needing the vaccine. Because, again, we know exactly the demographics that it's hitting, which is the elderly, the immune compromised, and the obese. And while we're consuming the less calories but eating more stuff because the food has less calories in it because they're trying to change things, and then we see that, it's like, I, I, that makes me concerned a little bit about our national security and a military that may be on the heftier side and not quite as agile. Not saying all of them are because there are a lot of awesome beasts in our military, but that's a cause for concern. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here, shall we? I want to move. What's trending today? Overseas, kind of, is I'm excited to have our next guest on the program. She is a former mayor of Troy, Michigan. She's also part of the John Birch Society and a contributor to the New American Magazine, which you can find at New American, uh, the New American Dot com. Excited to have on the program here Janice Daniels with us here. Janice, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate your um, your show so much. And, and, and it's such an important time for us to be talking about all these issues. You know, you, you're talking about the military. Now we're getting beat down about the obesity in the country. But as you said, there are many, many finely fit men and women in the military. And the media never talks about them. Yeah. So again, it's all a part of that perception. They want to, they want to uh, like break us down and make us believe that everything, everything is terrible, and that's part of the propaganda uh, tricks that they play. They do such a good job of it because while there is an issue in society as a whole with obesity and us eating, you know, uh, less healthy foods or even the genetically modified foods where you try and eat a fruit and there's less calories in it or less nutrition in it is what there used to be because they've tried to make it bigger. And there's a lot of issues we could go down that road of. But you're right. While they try to focus on the negative of having a military that's obese when it's not for the most part, because there are some really amazing military men and women out there. They then attack them and try to make them less healthy by the things that they put into us. We could go down the road of COVID-19 vaccinations or the misinformation about uh, other shots and vaccines and everything else. But uh, they they attack the ones that are doing good while not even mentioning the good ones because they don't want them to be there and not let us know about the good ones that are there. That's exactly right. And so it's up to you and I and men and women like us to be able to start speaking boldly about the truth about the good side. Yeah. Uh, I like to focus on the good side, but yes, we have uh, so many situations that are troubling in that it's not just one country or another country or our own country. Uh, It's all of them seeming to be colluding together against the grassroots, against the Christian community, uh, and against the good guys, quite frankly. This is, this is you know, this is an age-old uh, battle between good and evil, but the evil has come to our shores, and so it's up to you and me, like watchmen on the tower. We, ha- we have to tell the people what's coming, so that not to make them afraid, but to make them bold in their knowledge that they have to stand up and say no. 
we're not going to take it. Amen to that. Bold and prepared. Is it working, do you think? I think the social experiment happened with COVID-19, and now people are waking up for that. We're seeing now the the committee's trying to to uh, be more transparent when it comes to the origins of COVID, which, you know, heaven forbid we mentioned that it could have come from a Wuhan lab before and we would have got shadow banned and blocked off of social media. Now that's coming to fruition and starting to be true. Do you think people are waking up to a lot of the truths out there? I would like to believe that they are. Uh, I guess I'm always the eternal optimist uh, because no matter how small the remnant is, the remnant is on the side that wins. I think there's a pendulum. It always swings back and forth. And I'll tell you, I really do think that because we've gotten uh, control of the social media technologies much more thoroughly than we did in the past, the left or the globalists, uh, understood the social media platforms much sooner than we did. And so they designed a worldwide network of communications where that's what happened with the Arab Spring. They were able to organize these huge uprisings, and then, of course, they would call them the uh, indigenous spontaneous uprisings. <laughs> no, they were absolutely controlled opposition revolutions in the street to install puppets in these various governments across the world or around the world that are more favorable to the communist uh uh, takings. And quite frankly, I think that America had the American spring on November 3rd, 2020. We are living under a coup d'etat right now. And so it is extremely critical that we keep our senses and understand that we can't allow this fear paranoia to to paralyze us into inaction. We at the grassroots, we at the ground level, we have to work with each other, with our uh, uh, community uh, government officials, if you will, the clerks, the um, uh, councils, the commissioners, and really start to put up a resistance to what's happened to the leadership in the world, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, the bigger government grows, the more power they have and the less transparent they are and relatable they are to the quote-unquote common folk, which is why, I mean, everybody always says it, but politics begins at the local level, like you said, whether it's the school board, whether it's your city council, county commission, and I would say even the state legislatures in most states uh, are still relatively transparent and uh, are, are still held accountable by the people in their districts because you could still go up to your state legislator's door and knock on it for the most part and say, hey, we have a serious issue here. What the heck's going on? It's the federal government that is concerned, like you said, and now we're seeing some of the truths come out. I, my parents always told me the truth comes out in the end, so you can lie all you want, but the truth always comes out at the end of the day. We had the truth coming out about COVID. What about this Nord Stream pipeline? Because I, as far as I'm aware, the Biden administration is um, just about done everything except for just admit that they're the ones that kind of blew it up. <laughs> I don't know who blew it up. I'll be quite honest with you because I've been doing a, a, a bit of research on that, and uh, I can't trust anything that the, the, that the usurper Joe, I call him usurper Joe. I don't call him President Biden. I call him usurper Joe. I can't trust anything that comes out of his administration. And, and you know, his son... Uh, in his nefarious connections to Burisma Holdings, that was a Ukrainian energy company. Yeah. And I read in an article in Breitbart that uh, that Burisma would benefit from Russia's destabilization of the Eastern European energy market, which that pipeline facilitated. So it's a serious concern. But then on the other hand, Usurper Joe waves the sanctions against the German company that was constructing the pipeline. And now what would be the worst 
thing that could happen in the media is for the United States to be blamed for it. Yeah. So I'm not ready to cast blame on America. I am not at all opposed to casting blame on the Biden regime. I'm not at all opposed to that. But I think that he's working in concert, not only with Zelensky and with the CCP in China, but with Putin. I think that they are all in this as a globalist force looking to bring communism to the absolute entire world. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. We've talked about on this program before, you know, with all the conversation about pro-Ukraine, pro-Russia, you know, supporting the mission because of what they're doing and, you know, supporting the the freedom of Ukraine. And uh, on an ideological scale, obviously, I support Ukraine trying to be a sovereign nation. I am in no fans in, in form of a former KGB communist like Vladimir Putin. At the same time, the globalists, like you mentioned, the the world globalists, the ones at power that are benefiting from this, they're pulling the strings on both sides. And because of the connections the Bidens have with both Ukraine and with China and with Russia, no matter what side ends up winning at the end of the day, they're the ones that are benefited from it on either end of it, which is kind of a messed up situation, but people need to be aware of that. Whether Ukraine does fend them off or uh, Russia ends up consuming them, Either way, these individuals win with the agenda that they have at play. That's exactly right. And, you know, Ukraine, quite frankly, has, has suffered greatly from conquest and political turmoil since before the birth of Christ. Yeah. So this is nothing new that this that used to be the breadbasket of, of, of Europe is suffering so much today. They always have suffered, unfortunately. And how can we possibly know what's really going on when we can't trust our media? I'll tell you the day when we can have not just a free press, but a fair press is going to be the day that I'm going to raise my hands up and say hallelujah, because (laughs) that's what we need. We need a fair press. We need uh, people that are dedicated to proper journalism and you know but it's great again that programs like yours people like me are working together and we're going to get the message out and we just need to try to make sure that people understand that they can't come home and say oh my god this happened over here and oh my god that happened over there because they're buying into this fear paranoia that will cripple us as a society. And I believe that there are free people around the world, not just in America, there are free people around the world that yearn for liberty. So I'm not ready to hand in the towel quite yet. Oh, nobody is, I think. Man, killing it. Right on the number on all these issues. we got to take a hard break here. I love it. We're talking with Janice Daniels. She is a former mayor of Troy, Michigan. She's a member of the John Birch Society, also a contributor to The New American, which you can find at thenewamerican.com. On the money with all this. When we come back, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about what this means for the battle, what we can do to continue to fight this good fight, to expose the corruption that's going on and make our lives maybe just a little bit better because we are those eternal optimists. Lots more coming up. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright, it is. Welcome in. Last few minutes here of the program. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the place. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. Yes, I apologize for my generation every single day. (laughs) Right here on the program. 
on our multiple radio stations. By the way, as a real quick update for you, as we talked about COVID a little bit earlier, we do have, we obviously, so we found out why Dr. Robert Malone, who was going to come on the program a couple of days ago, was not able to make it. He got a last minute invitation to go speak at a conference and he was not there. So we are working on getting him rescheduled next week to talk about his latest book, along with the mRNA technology, COVID-19 vaccines and more. But Dr. Robert Malone will be joining us here back on the program again very, very soon. Right now, though, we're hanging out with Janice Daniels. She is out of the great state of Michigan, which, Janice, I have to say, I I, uh, I love you to death, but I came from Ohio, so I kind of came from the Buckeye background. So there is a little bit of that there. I grew up near the Toledo area, so I know right where you are in Troy. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not so happy that you mentioned Ohio to me, but yeah, I'm not that big of a football fan, actually. So I'm more of a political wonk. So I'm right I'm there not with you. Hold that against you. That's yeah. all right. I didn't go to Ohio State College. I went to Bowling Green State University, so it's okay. But uh, every, okay. <laughs> everybody knows the fun uh, uh, rivalry between the two. Uh, Michigan's beautiful, though. I love it. Um, speaking of, as we talk about Ohio briefly, obviously the train derailment, another complete disaster when it comes to the government's response to a particular issue. Now, after Donald Trump went to go visit the site, now all of a sudden they're cleaning things up. They're getting rid of the waste. The EPA's locked stuff down. Funny how that happens when we start actually exposing things that are going on that they really don't care about when it comes to the average Joe Schmo like us, huh? Well, yeah, and I'm really concerned that that might have been an act of war, quite frankly. I don't have, you know, that's just my thought, so I don't want to throw out any uh, aspersions at this point, but I don't like the way that whole thing went down. I don't like the way it's going down, mm-hmm. and they and, and again, Rahm Emanuel was a great one, never let a crisis go to waste, and I'm afraid that they are going to use that crisis to uh, to to destroy the infrastructure in this country. It's um, another issue that we have to concern ourselves with. Here in Michigan, quite frankly, what we're doing to be able to try to uh, uh, um, at least tell the people what's going on, we're holding a conference. I'm also a board member of a group called Michigan Conservative Union, and we're having a conference on April 14th and 15th called Time for Michigan to Walk Tall. We're going to have speakers from across the country, Robert Owens from JBS, uh, Rebecca Terrell from the New American, Publius Holder, she's the uh, constitutional expert from Tennessee, talking about the dangers of the Article 5 convention. Um, we have uh, Bob Duco, who's a Christian apologetist, uh, talk show host here in Michigan. We're just going to be talking about all the kinds of topics like the World Economic Forum, which is coming to Detroit. They're having a headquarters built in Detroit. Uh, our schools and the problems that we have with the books and the curriculum and the mental health crisis. So we're going to discuss all of those kinds of issues in a setting where we're all going to say, you know what, it is time to walk tall in Michigan. Amen to that. I love it. We got just about a minute left as we wrap up, but that was the question I wanted to ask is, what are we doing on the home front to change this while we rely so much on the government? Every time there's an issue from a train derailment to a school shooting, we look to the government to say, government, do something. And obviously those some things have not been uh, have not fixed anything, but yet have actually made things worse. So these are the events. These are the type of things that we can do on the home front to actually taking that power back into our own hands, isn't it? That's right. And you can go to michiganconservativeunion.org and get information on the conference. If you happen to be in Michigan in April, by all means, come to our Michigan Conservative Union conference. And you know what? Um, Government, just 
protect our liberties and stay out of our lives. That's all I want from the federal government. Protect our liberties, uphold the Constitution. By the way, we're bringing in one of the Brunson brothers as well to talk about that wonderful Supreme Court mm. case that they have going on um, at the Supreme Court. You know the Brunson brothers case? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole nother topic that we could talk about. But I thank you again so much for giving me this opportunity to uh, talk with you. It is so great to have you on, Janice. It's Janice Daniels. You can check her out online, thenewamerican.com, the John Birch Society. Check out everything that you're doing. Also, the Michigan Conservative Union as well. Janice, so good to talk to you, my friend. We have to get you back on the show again soon. Indeed. Thank you so much, Andy. Absolutely. What a great pleasure. There it is. So much to break down, and we're out of time, so we'll have to just do it tomorrow on a Friday because that's what we do here on the program. We appreciate it very much. We'll get Janice back on the show again very soon. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst to change in your own community, wherever that may be all over the country. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. I'm going to go home and have some hot sauce because that's just what we do, baby. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow on a Friday. We'll see you on the radio.